Welcome to episode number 60 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of comics, news, information, comics, comics, yeah, comics, week, comics, 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 so many comics. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Ben Morris, Associate Editor of Marvel.com, and Ryan is correct. We have a wealth of comics this week, and we also have with us... Intern Tom Lafferty. That's right, Intern Tom Lafferty, who's been our intern for about three years now. And had him on the podcast for a while. During his internship, he lost one eye, mm-hmm. three fingers on his left hand, and he has two crowns, like yeah. like king crowns. How he got those, we don't know. Tom but... has seen five presidents come and go yep. during his tenure as an intern here at Marvel, and he survived it all. Yeah, and this true. is his last week. As we were waiting yeah. to start the podcast, I actually asked Tom, so how many internships did you do here? <laughs> it was only two. Yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> He's... He's endured, though. Yeah. It's been yeah. impressive. What was the most important thing you learned while here at Marvel? I guess how to handle, like, anything that you could get thrown into, like San Diego, the live stream and stuff like that. That was crazy. Yeah. We did get you to wear a costume during San Diego, too. You did. It was a Spider-Man costume. Good job on you that. good. Yeah. You <laughs> great. Yeah. He was very... Well, anyways, as Ryan alluded to, we have a huge wealth of print comics that were put out this week as we are trying to next next week for the holidays we only have two comics coming out amazing spider-man number 700 and avenging spider-man number 15.1 i read them both do you want me to spoil them right now no i read them too i don't need you to spoil them okay don't spoil them for the people they've waited this long fine but those are both out next week they're incredibly important comics we want to give them the week to themselves which means we have an upwards of 30 comics this week if you're a comics fan, which I would assume you are because you're listening to our podcast, it's it's Christmas come early. For us, it means we're going to have to get through m- these, modify this a little bit, we're go gonna a little quicker than usual. Speed through some of these yeah. while still trying to give you guys information and exactly. tell you why you should check these issues out, which is important because I, I get tweets from you guys all the time saying, hey, I read this book or that book because I heard you talk about it on This Week in Marvel. So we know that you guys want to hear about the books. Right. So we're going to get through them and try to give you the reasons why these are awesome. So let's see if we can do this justice and also not make this a four-hour podcast. Fingers we'll crossed. A plus X number three. Two stories, as per usual, in this awesome Avengers X-Men team-up title. This time around, we've got Jason Aaron and Pasquale Ferry in the first story putting Storm and Black Panther together for the first time since they split during ABX. It's a little humorous, but it's a nice emotional story. Establishing the relationship between these two and showing that this is not the end of their story. It's a little lighthearted, but it also you know makes you tear up a little bit. Pasquale Ferry's art is gorgeous. The color palette by Brian Reber is fantastic. And I really enjoyed this one. It's a nice soft-soaking tale. On the other end, you've got Hawkeye and Gambit, the two smart-alecky Avengers and X-Men under the care of Gambit writer James Asmus, assisted by artist Billy Tan. They are in a kind of competition to rescue a kidnapped starlet. They both want to prove they're you know, the superior hero, and at the same time, they want to get a date with the starlet, so they're one-upping each other in terms of quips in terms of use of weapons, in terms of everything. So that is a fun capper. You get all that you bargained for and more this week in ABX. A plus X. ABX is over. Yes. For now. Now, all new X-Men number four by Brian Michael Bendis, Stuart Eminen, 
Wade Von Grawbadger and Marte Gracia. It's another gorgeous issue. You've got the original X-Men transplanted from their time into our time, and they come face-to-face with Cyclops, who, as they've learned, killed Charles Xavier, who they look to as their mentor, their teacher, their father, father figure, all this other stuff. In the midst of all that, Beast seems like his body is shutting down. He's He's in a bad place. You've got... Cyclops from the current time, his powers are going crazy. Magneto is is strangely the voice of reason sometimes in this. It's crazy. You've got new mutants in this. You've got teenage drama. You've got X-Men drama. You've got Jean Grey stuff, which I know so many of you want Jean Grey stuff. It's such a damn good book. I can't even handle it. Avengers number two by Jonathan Hickman, Jerome Opeña, and Dean White will come after Ryan talks about Astonishing X-Men, which is next in alphabetical order. <laughs> yep. Marjorie Liu wrote Astonishing X-Men number 57 with art by Gabriel Hernandez, Valta, and Felix Ruiz. This one was really cool. I read this on the train this morning in my epic long train commute that was horrible. You get Warbird, the Shi'ar member of the X-Men. She is... She's all bummed out. It's, yeah. it's wintertime. One... You find out that she her blood does not make her warm, so she's... She's re- a bird. I don't know. Is that science about she birds? She are, man. Birds. They don't like the cold. Sure. Great. <laughs> That's a thing. There's got to be cold birds out there. Anyway. No, that's why they all migrate. They all they all fly away ah, for the winter. You, you talk your fancy Boston science to someone else, young it's true. man. True, only in Boston have we learned about birds yep. flying away for the winter. But you get a really cool look into the Shi'ar and this race that they thought they exterminated... Warbird goes to find out a little bit more about that, and you get some insight into the Shi'ar culture in a way of why they put this race down and what this one person could mean. It's a really great Warbird issue. You get some good interactions with other characters. You get a little bit of sword. It's cool. I I really dug this one. Now can I go? I guess. Okay, Avengers number two, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Jerome Pena. Amazing, amazing colors by Dean White, with assists from Justin Ponzor and Maury Hollowell. That's an all-star team right there, folks. And I loved the first issue of this book. It felt bigger than the pages could contain. And that continues right on here. This is a story that is, it's almost too big, but they managed to cram it into two covers, and it's amazing. Two things going on here. On the one hand, we are flashing back and seeing how Captain America and Iron Man built up the new Avengers organization, how they recruited new members, including some great moments with Shang-Chi talking with Iron Man. And my favorite thing of the whole thing is how Cannonball and Sunspot join the team, which is just a great moment. I love that. It's so awesome. Hickman loves those characters. Remember when he did that digital comic Mojo World with Sunspot and Cannonball? It was delightful. He loves those characters. On the other side, you've got on Mars, Ex Nihilo and Abyss and Aleph. They explain the origin of how they came to be, and it is mind-boggling. How Jonathan Hickman thinks in such a scope and such a scale is just crazy. These are, I hesitate to call them villains. These characters are, two issues in, just tremendous additions to the Marvel canon. I have no idea how the Avengers are going to take them on, and it's, it's just, it feels great. But man, as good as the writing is, and it's some of the best writing out there, the art is just... It's illegal. It should be illegal. Someone should Maybe. put Jerome Pena in the well. bars. Jerome Pena looks like he sculpted these pages out of clay and then whittled them. And then Dean White came in 
with you know a full palette of watercolors and just ah, it's the most beautiful art you're gonna see perfect marriage of art of writing of cool new characters of information of wittiness of action this is where it's at i love where avengers is headed and this is an amazing issue yeah it's it's gonna be hard to top that book all right over in avengers arena number two written by dennis hopeless art by kev walker and colors by frank martin with jean francois Bellu. now we like kev walker he's been really good over the years something happened he snapped mm. stepped his game up a million fold and it's it, the art in this book is ridiculous really great he's got his own personal i love the faces he draws and the expressions and all the little bits and pieces of the touches because he's so detailed it just he's off the chain on this one off the chain that's the thing people say yeah no it's still still big yeah yeah it's still big we've got dennis hopeless who just hates kids obviously he hates young people wants to just murder them which he does in this issue yep you get one death really i don't avengers arena Death every issue. Death every issue. In the no. first two issues. No, it's it's really emotional, hard-hitting, really good story. In this one, what I really dug was you get a look into tons of new characters. You get De- the character they're affectionately calling Death Locket. She's, she's, a, she's a, a delight. A young girl who has basically Deathlock parts on her. and But her, there's a great story behind a great why story. she's a Deathlock. Yep, yep. But, you know, we'll get to that. And then she meets up with the Braddock Academy kids and finding out who these kids are and getting it some insight. I love it. I want to learn everything about all these kids. This is really the book to watch and, and read and you know find out more about. Get into this one, Avengers Arena, if you're not already in it. Cable and X-Force number two, also written by Dennis Hopeless, God. with art by Salvador oh. LaRocca. He's everywhere. This is a great issue. We're still building to the incident we saw in Cable and X-Force number one, where they were amidst a pile of dead bodies surrounded by the Uncanny Avengers. We're not there yet. Last issue, there was a techno-organic virus that caused a huge boat crash. And in this issue, Hope and Domino go to, de- go to deal with it, which is cool in and of itself because it's Hope, Cable's teenage daughter, dealing with Domino, his old girlfriend, who is not prepared for Cable to have a teenage daughter because last time she saw Cable, he wasn't, I guess he was old enough to have a teenage daughter, but he didn't because she was raised in the future. They have a fun dynamic, a lot of good action there. Meanwhile... Forge and Dr. Nemesis, who do not have the same styles of medicine, are working to fix Cable's brain. Cable in this issue is just this gruff, silent, all right, I have a brain, my brain is bleeding, but I'm still going to go out and do my thing. <laughs> like, I love Den- Cable. Dennis Hopeless has a great handle of these characters. Cable is awesome. And we start, we see our first glimpse of the villains. I don't want to say anything, but you see, you saw the silhouette, right? I did, right? Both of them. I right? was like, oh, okay. what are we doing? So, this could be really exciting, potentially. Yes. Check out the silhouettes of the bad guys in Cable and X-Force, and if you were... I'm going to punch Dennis Hopeless in his bearded, if friendly face. If you were a big fan he of uh, right all this now. stuff. And then Colossus shows up as well. So, got a lot of stuff going on in Cable and X-Force, and we're just getting started. Yeah. So... Big it's, stuff to come. And I like the first issues of both of Dennis's books, but mm-hmm. the second issues just went above and beyond on both of them. It was really great. Over in Captain America, number two, written by Rick Remender, with art by John Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, colors by Dean White, with Lee Lowridge and Dan Brown. There's a bunch of things about this book. One, this I this is Johnny Jr.'s like finest work, I think, in a, in a little while. It's yeah. really, really tight, which you know is also with Klaus and Dean and everybody coming it's together. Good, yeah, it's the team really makes but, it. But just looks like John has... 
just pushed it in a different area for this book. It's really good. It's part of that whole Marvel now thing we've been talking about where it's, you know, these guys, they they get a, a new assignment, do something new, do something different, take on new challenges, and they step up and they really excel. So you got that. Looks great. Then, first page of the story, boom, one year later from where we were in the last issue, which is huge. That's crazy. Cap- what has Captain America been doing for this one year? You sort of get a look at where he is he's rescued the the kid from arnim zola's clutches named it ian he's basically raising this child in this incredibly dangerous alternate dimension with death around every corner and they don't have any food and it's crazy some cool flashbacks into what made captain america the man he is and then you have him fighting giant crazy creatures that you know john ramita jr and crew are just amazing at designing whole bunch of crazy wild stuff i keep saying crazy but it really is it's a it's big, crazy crazy it's awesome crazy. book it's it's super fun it's uh recommender doing his pulp science fiction action adventure really hard-hitting emotional stuff all wrapped up into one ball of crazy captain america superheroing it's it's fantastic it's i love this book from the beginning of a new Captain America series to the end of another, we've got Captain America and Black Widow number 640. The final issue of this Captain America team-up series has been written by Colin Bunn. This time around with art by Francesco Francavilla. We've got Captain America and Black Widow stranded in a bizarre, apocalyptic other dimension. Cap's all over the place with dimensions lately. He's just not sticking around Earth. They are teaming to go against the recurring villain of this book, Kashmir Venema. Except there turns out to be like a million of her. She's running a whole big company. Wackiness ensues. There are multiple Black Widows. There are alternate heroes who are zombies and monsters and all sorts of stuff. If you're looking for your quotient of just bizarreness and horror mixed with big action, this is your book. Francesco Francavilla is one of the most unique artists out there. Paints a really just distorted but beautiful picture. So if you enjoyed this book, be sure to pick up the final issue and thank Colin Bunn for writing it for you. Yep. Captain Marvel, number eight, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with Christopher Sabella, with art by Dexter Soy. You've got the Captain Marvel team-up hour right here with two generations of Captain Marvel teaming up to fight a giant crazy robot built, uh, which has come together from planes and other materials deep in the ocean and all kinds of weird stuff. But uh, there's a lot of fun quips, a lot of back and forth. Good banter in this issue, and they're fighting a giant robot. It's really great. Captain Marvel Monica takes control of her fears and deals out some big damage. Captain Marvel Carol uh, harnesses some good power and is the hero that we need her to be. And has a, <laughs> there's a great Domo Arigato line, which I chuckled at. And then we're gonna we're getting to a new arc next issue. Richard Castle's Calm Before Storm, a Derek Storm mystery, is a, not adaptation, what it is to explain is there's a TV show called Castle. I actually have never seen an episode of this uh, show, so I was wondering how much I enjoyed this comic, and I did, but on the show, Nathan Fillion's character, Richard Castle, is a novelist, he writes mystery novels about this character, Derek Storm, so we are actually publishing those novels which don't actually exist, to the best of my knowledge, <laughs> as my brain a comic it. book. So this is a Derek Storm mystery. It's written by Peter David, art by Robert Atkins, inks by Scott Elmer and Andy Owens, colors by Chris Sotomayor. And it's actually a lot of fun. I was able to jump in really quickly. It's just a fun yarn. Derek Storm's a really nice, roguish, basically Nathan Fillion character. He is 
thrown into a mystery that involves his father. He has a complex relationship with him. He is a private investigator, and the CIA is kind of trying to muscle him out of something that happens to him. He's not going to take that. Uh, there's a lot of neat in-jokes to the show castle. So if you watch the show, you'll enjoy it even more. But as someone who's never watched the show, I just dug this as a cool, funny, well-written Peter David comic with a hint of mystery, nice little action, some great art. So I think it's going to appeal to a bunch of different audiences. Everybody wins. All right. Although in Daredevil number 21, written by Mark Wade with art by Chris Somney, with colors by the incomparable Javier Rodriguez, you get the final part of this whole coyote mystery that's been going on. You figure out who Coyote is, what his connection is to the spot, uh, how everything came together, and Daredevil kicks and took us, which is always a pleasure. There's some really gross and disgusting stuff in this, as per usual. Uh, Chris Somney is great on this book. It's he, he just he's got such a unique style, so pulpy, but action and adventure, and fits so well with what they're doing. And you, you get the, the finale of all that, how Daredevil saves just about everybody. And then you get to the real, I guess, the bigger meat for the overall picture, which is Daredevil with Foggy and the emotional hooks that are going on there and a little bit of insight into Daredevil's ex-wife, I guess, a strange... Are they adults? I think they're divorced. Is it divorced? Whatever. The Mila and, and... They're not on good terms. No. Well, legally. Yeah. And that's a heartbreaker right in there. That's a yeah. big heartbreaker. That was a big heartbreaker. And a great final page, uh, which <laughs> it, it definitely make sure you're, you're reading Spider-Man comics yep. because it's it makes a lot more sense once you know everything. It's a great last page this week. It's going to be an even better last page next week. Yep. All right. FF number two, diving back into Marvel Now, written by Matt Fraction, art by Michael Allred, colors by Laura Allred. This is the first adventure of the new Future Foundation composed of Ant-Man, She-Hulk, Medusa, and Darla Deering, who becomes Miss Thing in this issue. Uh, the Fantastic Four were supposed to be gone for four minutes. These four were going to take their place and take care of the Future Foundation kids while they were gone. That does not work out. The Fantastic Four is still gone, so now they've got to figure out how to do this. Scott Lang, as written by Matt Fraction, is going to, I can already predict, become one of my favorite characters. Just a hard luck guy who's smart enough and, you know, capable enough, but just not ready for Mr. Fantastic level pressure. And the way he copes with it, just kind of being like, uh, crap, and just kind of shrugging his way through it is awesome. She-Hulk is kind of the only person who really has... Feels like she has a right to be there. This is great. The kids, the Moloids, all the stuff that Jonathan Hickman built is perfect here. And this thing is just this celebrity who doesn't want to be there. And then Medusa, who is royalty and doesn't want to get out of bed. And she's like waiting for people to come and bring her food. And then in the midst of all this, the Mole Man attacks with his monster from Fantastic Four number one. So we get the new Fantastic Four, the temporary Fantastic Four, against the Mole Man and his monster. It's a great fight. And if you've ever read a comic with Mike Allred art, you know there is no other kind of art. And him illustrating a battle of this nature with this giant monster and these people with these cool powers. I love the way he draws Ant-Man. Just the way Ant-Man's antennas are going different directions in every panel he's in. The attention to detail is fantastic. And the whole issue, they're just waiting for the Fantastic Four to come back. And Fantastic Four is just not coming back. But, man, there's something on every page art-wise that just jumps out at me. Whether it's the art, whether it's the colors. There's a great reporter character who goes, hot diggity dog, what a scoop. <laughs> I want a comic about him. <laughs> uh, he could become the breakout character everything. 
There is a twist with the with the mole man's monster. This is a funny book. This yeah, is fun, but it's, it's so cool. Really good. Ah, this is exactly. And you know what? You were just talking about John Romita Jr. How he stepped it up. It's like look at this range of artists we have in Marvel now, from Jerome Pena and his crazy detailed, you know, sculpted style as you adjust the plastic on your new tattoo, which looks beautiful, by the way. Thank you. We got John Romita Jr. setting up. And then you got Mike Allred, who is just freaking Mike Allred. There's no one else like him. It's fantastic. FF is going to be a really fun book. There's a twist at the end. It's going to keep setting up what's going on in Fantastic Four, but also in FF. If you have a friend who's never tried a comic book before, this might be a great comic to put them in because it's so different from anything yeah. else. And it's just so freaking fun. It really shows what comics can do. Gambit number seven, written by James Asmus, art by Diogenes Nevis and Al Nuevo, concludes Gambit's adventure over in England where he is being blackmailed into heisting a bunch of weapons and whatnot from the british government pete wisdom black knight and excalibur come up against him we find out that gambit has some tricks up his sleeve i do like the way he outsmarts the villains here i really enjoyed diogenes nevy's art i'm really glad he's back working for us alberio nuevo does a great job too but james asmus just really has a good handle on gambit what makes his character different not a straight ahead hero somebody who thinks his way out of stuff and this sets up the next arc, which is going to be another completely different way to look at Gambit. Over to Hawkeye number six, by written by Matt Fraction, art by David Aha, colors by Matt Hollingsworth. I'm just going to throw this in the trash right now and yeah. set the whole building on fire. It's know, so good. I don't know why, but yeah. Oh my cool, god, man. what is going on? This is such a perfect single issue, done in one holiday, fun adventure story you've got hawkeye who never puts on a costume ever once in a while he'll take out his bow and arrow he's just dealing with his crazy life making stupid decisions all the time because he's just he's kind of a blockhead but he's got a good heart (laughs) who's this blockhead this guy right here points to self what is this charlie brown christmas i've 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 come on man i've listened to a lot of npr lately and they had this whole thing about the charlie brown christmas and the vince garaldi music it was great Terrific. Oh, you're getting anyway, older as I watch you. I get what? You're getting older, like, by the second as I watch you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what? Another Charlie Brown connection. If there's a kid in this book who's wearing the Charlie Brown sweater. It's brilliant. The shirt. Look it's at brilliant. him. brilliant. Little kid right around. Right. I want to hug right. that kid. You're right. You've got good, smart fashion sense, little guy. And I don't know. This book, if you're not reading this book, I don't even want to be friends with you. Yeah. Hawkeye's another just, just beautiful. Read the beautiful damn book. Stuff. Indestructible Hulk number two, written by Mark Wade, art by Lionel Yu. We have the new status quo of Hulk being basically an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Bruce Banner working in the S.H.I.E.L.D. laboratory. Tony Stark hears this and he says, hey, this sounds like a terrible idea. I'm going to go check it out. Tony Stark shows up and, of course, Mark Wade just writes a great Tony Stark as much as he writes a great Bruce Banner. It's an issue of them basically verbally sparring about who's smarter and who's more clever. Issues of jealousy is Banner jealous of stark because you know he's successful and rich is stark maybe a little jealous of banner because he seems to have a better hold on his life the two of them just banter for a while and that's awesome and then banner asks tony stark to accompany him on an experiment up to antarctica where you know they've got they've got something going on they've got a discovery but 
the great thing is one of the the real reason that he got him up there is that Banner's decided, you know, it's unhealthy for him to hold in all this repressed rage. And he's pissed off at Tony for a bunch of stuff. So rather than just hold it in, he decided, hey, I'm going to take you to the Antarctic. And then you put on your Iron Man armor. I'm going to turn into Hulk. And then we're going to have a big fight. And it's great. Yep. And it's illustrated beautifully. Lino Yu does a great job. And then there's a nice resolution. If you like the Avengers movie where, and, you know, everyone did in the world, you had that great team up between Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, just kind of that camaraderie. We're seeing more of it in Avengers Assemble right now. You get a whole issue devoted to it here. It's a lot of fun. And Mark Wade continues to flesh out Bruce Banner's character, his role in S.H.I.E.L.D., Maria Hill's attitude. It's just a fun book, and it's also very smart. It's a very intelligent book. And again, another different, awesome art style from Lionel Francis Yu, from Jerry Allen Gwillen on inks, and Sonny Go on colors. You know, I was when I was reading it, I was thinking, wow, this reminds me of another really great book by Mark Wade and Laniel Yu that they did for another publisher mm. that I know we both are big mm-hmm, fans mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. that I won't name because I don't promote them. Right. But they did some great work together, yep. and it was so detailed and really there was such such care put into that yeah. book. And you, it, it's like they're back in that mindset doing a certain angle for it so it, it's that was terrific i'm up ah journey into mystery number 647 <laughs> written by Catherine imminen with art by valerio shiti and colors by jordi belair it's another one where the first issue was was good it was really good yeah, it set everything up this boom. one was like shot right up to the top yep. of my list this this week sif is going to rocket up my list of favorite characters right? in 2013 i can tell right yeah Ugh. Basically, in the first the first part of this, Sif fought a dragon and then fought this teacher who basically showed her this berserker incantation thing, which basically made her stronger, angrier, angrier, and angrier. And the repercussions for that we're starting to see in this issue, where she tries to she's about to start a fight with a stupid idiot in a bar. She fight she starts a fight with Fandral. She tries to hurt one of Volstagg's kids, His adorable little this, daughter. And, and she just she, is out of control. D G A F. Yeah. And uh, then she she messes up some maids who are cleaning the Hall of Heroes in yeah. Asgard. Yeah, Sif's really a jerk in this book. I kind of like it. I love it. She's just like, I just yeah. want to punch something. But then I like when she gets kind of put in her place because yeah. she's been being a jerk the whole issue. Yes. And it's the perfect person. Yeah, and, and what we see from Heimdall is yeah. cool because you don't get that this side of Heimdall too often yeah. in, in a lot of the current comics. So you get this, I mean, they're brother and sister and you get, I, there's, a, there's a line that he says... In this book, uh, little sister, you do not know everything. There are things I have done before you were ever born. And I was like, I want to read yeah. a story about young Heimdall being a baller and doing crazy Heimdall stuff. Heimdall was awesome here. Yeah, everything about this book was incredible. Valerio Shidi's art and Jody Belair's colors, it's its incredible. It's really, I could I keep flipping through the pages of this book because mm-hmm. it's so gorgeous. And so, so gorgeous. Great final page. Really cool. I am super psyched on Journey into Mystery. If you guys were bummed that Kieran Gillen's Journey into Mystery opus with Loki ended, do not feel bummed at all. It is in perfectly capable hands. It's going in a different direction, and it's terrific. Scarlet Spider, number 12.1, written by Chris Yost, pencils by Paulo Sequeira and Neil Edwards, inks by Victor Olazaba and Tom Palmer, and finally, colors by Fabio Deoria. 
This is the perfect jumping on, as point one is supposed to be, issue of Scarlet Spider. If you guys have been listening for last year, you know I'm a big fan of Kane. I'm a big fan of what Chris Yost has done with him, establishing him as Peter Parker, four degrees to the right. There's a great line in here where he's dealing with the adventure zone, which we'll talk about in a sec, but he basically says, you know, some old guy once said great power comes with great power comes great responsibility. Like I didn't know that guy. Like he's just some dude to me, just yeah. some dude in my fake memories. And then explains what great power means to him. Kane, the tortured hero ends up on a case very personal to him because when he was a, a bad guy, when he was a murderer, he used to leave his mark on people. It was called the Mark of Kane. It's big in the nineties. He used to put his hand on people's face and leave his, print there that was his version of spider-man's sticking to wall power super jerk move it was horrible and he comes across a victim who has had something similar done to them it's by a different villain who basically just uses the same methods but it stirs up in kane all these old memories of who he used to be and he ends up fighting the hand he ends up fighting this guy he ends up taking stock of his life in houston and everything that's happened to him over the course of the last year and deciding his path for the future really like the art in this book i really like the writing and again i really like this character just like sif i think kane is going to be a great breakout character in 2013 and this is a book that flies under the radar so i really encourage you if you haven't picked it up ever 12.1 is a perfect place to start and i really think you'll dig it and go check out some of the other stuff but definitely read it moving forward yes over in secret avengers number 35 we're coming to the end of of the run uh rick remender with great art by Matteo Scalera and Matt Wilson on colors. The robots, the descendants, they are, have a voice. They have, they're coming together to say, we will not take it anymore. We're, we're, we're taking over. We want uh, our rights. We have souls. We are living. We're going to mess with everybody else. So you're all like us. And yep. then it's going to be weird. But we're great. So deal with it. More or less. It's this, it's this singularity thing that Remender and actually Bendis too are obsessed with. There's some like scientific principle that eventually humans and machines are going to need to merge in order to survive. It also appeared in Mass Effect 3. Oh, yeah. Science. Yeah, but I don't know. Remender and Bendis ramble on about it all the time. Yeah, so they, 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 seem, they, they seem to like it. Yes. You, you've got all that. You've got Captain Britain, Beast, and Hawkeye in Earth 666 dealing with the crazy horror versions of their, their friends. And you know what? I think... If I like when Beast complains about how Captain Britain went off to deal with Frankencastle and left Beast and Hawkeye alone against, as he says, a vampire Wolverine and mummy Thor. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. But it's cool. You get a little insight like Captain Britain's like, well, Thor would suck up my powers with his stupid hammer. Mm-hmm. And you get insight into how Captain Britain's powers work, where right. it's all powered by his confidence. And he, he knows he can kick the ass of whatever it is, Punisher. Like It's Frankencastle. Frankenstein. Tell it like it yeah, is. Yeah, a version of Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I think if Remender doesn't get to write a Captain Britain book before his career is over, he ashamed. will probably explode. Like, he needs, for his own sanity, yeah. to write a Captain his Britain book. Tenu- I don't know if that'll ever happen. His own tenuous sanity. Cool. A whole lot of crazy stuff. Basically, the, the robots march on Earth, and it gets crazy from there. So we'll see where this goes at the end. Thor, God of Thunder, number three, written by Jason Aaron, art by Asad Rabik, colors by Eve Svorsina. Hope I'm saying that correctly. More beautiful madness in the mighty Thor manner. Thor goes to this huge library where the librarian hates him because he was a jerk to him when he was a kid. 
he is trying to learn all he can about the god butcher so this issue is basically thor taking a tour of the i don't even know if it's just the marvel universe it's the universe and finding all these dead gods finding all the terror that the god butcher has left behind fighting his watchdogs who have been left behind flashing back a little more to his youth and to his first encounter with the god butcher great interaction with iron man iron man appears for just a few pages but it's really impactful and it really speaks to thor and iron man's relationship but jason aaron just gives us the chance to illustrate some of the most beautiful epic stuff i'm looking at this splash page right now with this huge like ice monster who thor was friends with at some point who has been killed and it's just this horrific and yet hauntingly gorgeous picture it's amazing and we get to see thor when he was a kid with his well when he was a young man with his axe going crazy and there's just this sense of foreboding of what happened because thor is saying this is somehow his fault that the god butcher has done what he's done and we also flash a few times to old man thor is this is just a, a, a huge huge story and i'm really enjoying it and i'm really liking the art and i this book has me waiting for the next issue with bated breath every time it's so good like who 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 let that happen? All right, Thunderbolts number two, written by Daniel Way, with art by Steve Dillon, colors by Guru Effects. Crazy team: Red Hulk, Punisher, Venom, Deadpool, and Elektra. Mm. Get the the reason why they're they're all in black and red. I mean, you know, Red Hulk and Deadpool and Elektra essentially all wearing the red, but why Punisher and Venom sport the colors? Good stuff. You, obviously, you, you reading the book, you can tell the team doesn't really most of them don't care for each other they're just doing this because they have their reasons which we established in the first issue crazy stuff with madripoor and a neighboring island katajaya yaya aya jaya well, however you say it and really the big tease for what's coming up with a certain character who is big part of the hulk mythos and what lies ahead for them over into the ultimate comics universe we've got ultimate comics spider-man number 18 Written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by David Marquez. Colors by Justin Ponsor. It is a gorgeous book. Like, seriously, David really Marquez pretty. is another one of those guys who's crazy awesome layouts. Look at this layout. I'm showing right where the spine is in the, the staples. This has got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 panels in this bad boy. It is bananas. Uh, it's, it's bananas crazy. You've got Spider-Man stuck in the middle of the country, in the middle of the war, how he fares, great interactions between him and Spider-Woman Jessica Drew, a lot of stuff that will be explored in the future, I'm sure, and back home, all the, the stuff that Miles' dad has been going through in the last couple of issues with S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA and the craziness in the country, it's it's cool. It, it, this is totally different Ultimate Spider-Man than, than you're used to, and I love it. It goes in all these different directions. Great, great book. Elsewhere in the Ultimate Comics universe, Ultimate Comics Ultimates number 19, written by Sam Humphreys. Really nice art by Scott Eaton, inks by Rick Magyar, colors by Matt Mila. This is the beginning of Reconstruction. Now that the big war with Hydra is over, now that Captain America is president, the Ultimates are picking up the pieces, putting the country back together. And what this book, what this issue is really about to me is the difference between how Tony Stark does things and Steve Rogers does things. Tony Stark becomes the Iron Patriot. He puts on a new American-themed armor. He goes and hosts a kickoff at a football game where Hydra attacks and he ends up repelling them. Captain America is still down in the trenches, getting down and dirty, 
doesn't want to do interviews, doesn't want to do anything. And these guys, you can tell, are headed towards a collision over their philosophies for how do we fix America. And that's going to make for some cool intrigue. Meanwhile, the third point of this triangle, Thor, is in mourning over the death of his son, which he had to carry out in order to save America. Invisible Woman ends up teaming with him, and that's going to be an interesting pairing. And um, we also have some stuff with the Black Widow with the ultimate version of Stature. And we're going to have a, a huge cliffhanger at the end as far as the reveal of a character oh. who... I can't even explain this. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but that's Sam Humphreys, dude. He's he's up to some stuff. There's all kinds of cool little crazy Shumphrey stuff in there. Yeah, a lot of Shumphreys. Oh, all right. I, I got a new nickname for him. Yeah. Sammy Humphreys. Sammy Humphreys. I like... Yeah, that's good. I'll go with that. Okay. Sammy Humphreys. H. Hump. Shump. He's got too many nicknames. You gotta bring that guy back down earth. Alright, listen. It's the final issue of Uncanny X-Force, number 35. One of the best books of the past few years. Pretty much universally acclaimed. Written by Rick Remender. In this case, we are seeing art by Phil Noto, who closes out the series beautifully. Colors by Frank Martin Jr. Just kind of hard to say about. I was on the phone with Rick the other day talking about Uncanny Avengers and talking about how this was such an epic chapter in his career just in marvel and how it really like needed it, it, it's like watching a long movie and watching it come to an end we resolve all the cliffhangers and untied knots from the final execution saga wolverine putting doc into rest psylocke reconciling with her brother captain britain my favorite scene of the whole thing deadpool visiting genesis Evan at the Wolverines at the Jean Grey School for Higher Learning is amazing. Deadpool, uh, that's another character. I'd really like to see Remender write a solo Deadpool book or just write Deadpool again. I love how Remender handles Deadpool. He's still goofy. He's still himself, but he's got a weight to him. He talks to Evan about why he's not going to become Apocalypse. And just one of the most touching moments of the year, Evan says to Deadpool, basically, you were my hero. You were the guy who saved me. And no one ever says that to Deadpool. And Deadpool doesn't make a joke, doesn't make a quip. They just hug. And it's so nice. It is. And then immediately on the next page, Deadpool leaves him a stack of porn. So it's like... It's what he needs. You have your cake and eat <laughs> it too. He's a young man. It's, it's fine. It's so beautiful. It's the most beautiful Deadpool I think I've ever seen. And then X-Force moves on to... They have one final thing they have to do. Because they've decided, you know, we've done... We've We've... We can't do this anymore. We've done our bit. They do one final thing that I can't talk about here because it's key to the new Uncanny X-Force series, but it provides Psylocke with a very interesting ending and a very interesting direction for her and just a really beautiful harkening back to prior stuff from way back in the Dark Angels saga and harkening back to other stories that have taken place, putting a bow on it, then a really nice letter from Rick Remender just kind of, you know, explaining this journey. And then we say goodbye to Uncanny X-Force, a series that I'm going to miss very much. Yeah. I joke every week because every issue is, they, it's like Rick Remender gets into your heart and pulls out, mm-hmm. gets into your chest and pulls out your heart. But in this one, you actually get some some really nice moments and you yeah. feel like the characters have a little bit of happiness or camaraderie or comfort that you you want them to to find and to achieve after all the the horrible things that they go through. It's as nice as Rick Remender is capable of being. There you go. Perfect. Thank you, Ben. Over in Venom number 28, written by Colin Bond, with art by Tony Silas, and inks by Nelson DeCastro, colors by Chris Sotomayor. You've got Flash Thompson as Venom, 
who is dealing with fallout of all his antics, all his horrible things, all antics the, is a great the villains word for it. that he's been dealing with, and all, all the adventures he's been going on, he's dealing with the Secret Avenger stuff. He needs to get out of New York, setting up some big stuff for him. He also is about to have some sexy times with Valkyrie, his lady friend. Maybe. We'll see how that goes for him. Because, you know, Flash Thompson has that Flash Thompson luck these yep. days. And you also get a great appearance by the UFOs, who don't see very often if you are a player of Marvel Avengers Alliance. Then you, you see him plenty. You see him plenty. but More than you want, perhaps. It's all right. They're, 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 they're challenging. great in this, though. I know, but this, they're challenging. They, they're awesome. It's, it's cool. I like seeing them step up and being a dangerous force to be reckoned with, which they should be. Yes. And they are. Yes. Over in Wolverine and the X-Men, number 22... Written by Jason Aaron, art by Nick Bradshaw, colors by Laura Martin. You've got the murder circus, sort of in a, a big, big, crazy battle with X-Men who are mind-controlled, X-Men who aren't mind-controlled, students of the Jean Grey Institute, members of the Hellfire Club, Frankenstein, a witch, you know, all kinds of regular stuff for Westchester County, New York, where I went to school. I mean, it makes sense. It's a... A fun issue, and, and of course Wolverine is a clown who puts his claws in a, a pie. I take offense to that, Mr. Wolverine. Why would you put your claws through a delicious pie? Someone should eat that pie. That's all I have to say, Wolverine. Let somebody eat that damn pie. <laughs> X-Factor number 249, written by Peter David. Pencils by Leonard Kirk, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. We've got a volcano in the Bronx, in the New York Botanical Garden. I go, all as, the, I go over there all the there time. Is. Happens yeah. all the time. This comics this week are a tour of Ryan's life and all the crazy stuff that it's happens. True. Two X-Factor squads converge. We've got the main team with Monet, who has just been possessed for a little while by Pip the Troll, and she's not thrilled about it, and how she deals with that is kind of perfect for this book. Would you be happy if Pip the Troll was in your brain? I would not. Uh, she's totally rational but she also gives a really yes. good reason why she's especially upset about this but she responds to basically like tossing polaris and richter around and long shot and it's not a good time to be doing it because as we mentioned volcano there are demons everywhere madrox and layla miller come back from their honeymoon and they're gonna help deal with this it's all building to the hell on earth war which begins next issue in x-factor number 250 this is a big setup and Multiple Man uses his powers in some very inventive ways. The entire team fights really well, and they do a great job, only to find out that the worst is yet to come. But for that, you'll have to pick up X-Factor number 250. X-Men Legacy number 3, another Marvel Now title, written by Cy Spurrier, pencils by Tannen Huat, inks by Craig Young, and colors by Jose Villarubia. We've got Legion still struggling inside of his head to try to run from the personalities that are giving him grief while also trying to acquire the powers of the personalities he thinks he can. That in itself is a really cool story. He, he has a lot of trouble. What he thinks will be an easy mark, tries to get their powers, doesn't work so well, moves on. So that's one story. But you also have the story on the outside where there are two, so he thinks, these young kids who he thinks are in trouble, who there turns out to be a lot more to him tries to go off their mutants he tries to do what he thinks his father would have done gets in a lot of trouble gets in a hot spot and has to figure his way out of it both all right how do i deal with all these problems in the outside world while also dealing with the problems in the inside world i kind of like just the the parallel yeah. storylines and the way there's so much going on at once and as if that wasn't enough to deal with the x-men are coming to talk to him and it's not going to be a good talk 
Probably a talk with, with, with hands. Yeah. And this is also a throwback to the old Chris Claremont, Frank Miller, Wolverine miniseries because the villains are people who are disciples of the villain of that series. So a nice little bit of history for you as well. Indeed. I, I'm looking forward to every issue, like getting a different power set and how he yeah. did, uses that. It's going to be really cool. All right. Final book of the week is Ugh. Extreme X-Men number eight, written by Greg Pak with art by Paco Diaz, colors by Jessica Colleen and Soto Color. One, you've got a unicorn Charles Xavier, cupcakes and rainbows. I don't even know. Not lying. Totally legit. It's awesome. You've got an Xavier demon. Mm-hmm. You've got two Dazzlers. You've got Hercules and Howlett finally finding each other again. You've got crazy battles. You've got... Did I say two Dazzlers? Because yeah, you I'm mentioned really, two Dazzlers. I'm really hyped on having two Dazzlers in a comic. That <laughs> makes me happy. A lot of crazy stuff. I love this book. It's so... Yeah. It's so weird, like, you know that they just can say, all right, we're going to go to a world where there's an Xavier unicorn, and they have to deal with that. We did it. We did it. That is every book that's out this week. It only took us 47 minutes. That's that's not bad, all things considered. It's not really a question of what was good this week. It's a question of what wasn't. I mean, everything was good. But what was was less than amazing? Man, I really liked Cable and X-Force. Avengers. I really liked... Thor, Uncanny X-Force, finished strong. FF was a lot of fun. I keep going, man. Avengers, yeah. Avengers stood out for me. Avengers is kind of my book to beat right now. So I'm going to go with Avengers, but this is this is going to be heaven for folks who head to the shop or go yeah. to the digital comic shop yeah. this week. Like I'm just going through the list again. Avengers, Avengers Arena, Cable and X-Force, Uncanny X-Force, mm-hmm. Journey into Mystery... All new X Men, Thor. I I don't I don't know where I I think I'm gonna give it to Uncanny X Force myself yeah, just a good one. because it it was what I needed from that final issue and yeah it really it, it's kind of nice bookends Avengers just starting out yeah. Uncanny X Force designing oh Scarlet Spider too was Scarlet a good one Sp- yeah guys everything was good seriously this is and and I know it's gonna if you like all these titles it's a lot of money to spend but go to your local comic shop say hey I want this mm-hmm. I. I want these books. Can I hold some for next week if that's yep. what you need to do? Because you're going to have some money yeah, left yeah. over next week. Your budget is going to be a little bit different because we just have two books next week, and you're going to definitely want those. But maybe save some of these for next week if you need Put to do Put it on layaway. Yes, layaway. Most comic shops will help you out with that. If they don't, tell them to contact me. I'll help. No, that'll be fun. Yeah. Tom, what did you think, man? What are you looking forward to reading? I'm torn between FF number two and Hawkeye number six. Oh, and Hawkeye. I yeah. forgot about Hawkeye. Yeah. Tom, in his notebook, you can't see it, but it says Mr. Tom Fraction, and I heart Matt Fraction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's really oh, cute. Yeah. It's really adorable. Yeah. Super cute. All right, is that it? Are we done with the podcast? Yep. The end. All right. In addition to those print comics on sale, the collections we have on sale this week: Avengers by Brian Bendis, Volume Four, ABX hardcover; Avengers Mythos trade paperback. Captain Marvel, Volume 1, In Pursuit of Flight, Trade Paperback. Fantastic Four by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 6 in Hardcover. FF by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 3 in Trade Paperback. Halo, Fall of Reach, Invasion, Trade Paperback. Incredible Hulk by Jason Aaron, Volume 2 in Hardcover. Invincible Iron Man, Volume 9, Demon, is in Trade Paperback, while Volume 11, Future, is in Hardcover. Marvel Masterworks X-Men, Volume 5 in Trade Paperback. Spider-Man, Trouble on Horizon, Trade Paperback. Wolverine the X-Men by Jason Aaron, Volume 4, AVX Hardcover, 
Wolverine back in Japan, trade paperback. X-Men, Dance with the Devil, trade paperback. X-Men Legacy back to school, trade paperback. So guess what? It's not just single issues that are crazy this week. We're putting out a lot of collections as well. Happy holidays. Enjoy. They make great gifts. Stocking stuffers. If you have big, like, wide stockings and they're stockings, Or just put them underneath them. Yes. In a pile. Yeah, do that too. Don't put them in the fireplace. No. All right, so in addition to the print stuff, we've got plenty of stuff on the Marvel Comics app. Uh, released on the app pretty much all of what we talked about today. I don't think there's anything that's not on the app. Everything. Yeah, even, every- even Castle. Yeah, everything's on the app. Great. In addition to that, we have digital comics releases we include Journey into Mystery numbers 91 through 100, Secret Warriors 25 through 28, and Zombies Christmas Carol 1 through 5. It's in time for the holidays. Jingle Bells, Jim McCann, he did write that story. <laughs> Digital collections released include Avengers X Sanction, Mighty Thor by Matt Fraction Volume 1, Punisher Noir, Thor Siege Aftermath, Uncanny X-Force Volume 4, Dark Angel Saga Book 2, and X-Men Original Sin. Wowzers, Powsers. All right, Tom, this is it. This is your final yeah. test as an intern until the next one we <laughs> give you tomorrow. <laughs> what? You're going to give us the digital comics on the unlimited service, mm-hmm. but do it right. Yeah, do it correctly. Okay. Is there a wrong way to do it? I'm yes, afraid. there's many wrong ways <laughs> yeah. to do it. Okay. So figure out the right way. All right. Daniel, um, intern Daniel, failed his first every, time. Every time. Yeah. Okay. Even his final time yeah. he failed, and then we had to correct it. <laughs> All right. I'll try to make you guys proud. Mm. On Monday, December 17th, there's Marvel Adventure Superheroes 2010 number 9 and Uncanny X-Force 2010 number 15. On Tuesday, December 18th, there's Deadpool 2008 number 32 and X-Men Legacy 2008 number 247 and Uncanny X-Force 2010 number 16. Should I be reading when the series starts uh, all these? We'll, well, t- we'll tell you when you screw up. Okay. I, I think you've already screwed up, but Ben's maybe a little bit more nicer I wanna, than I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> Okay. On Wednesday, December 19th, there's Marvel Adventure Superheroes 2010 number 10, X-Men Legacy 2008 number 248 and Uncanny X-Force 2010 number 17. On Thursday, December 20th, there's X-Men Legacy 2008 number 249, Uncanny X-Force 2010 number 18. Friday, December 21st, there's Ultimate Comics X-Men 2010 number 1, Deadpool 2008 number 54 and x-men legacy 2008 number 250 what was your what was your critique my comment is that you should group the books together so you could say uncanny x-force issues 15 through 18 but he X- was taking the approach of saying this is what data came out on so sure you go either way it's a choice thing you were very nervous <laughs> and uh uncertain i think you were technically correct you were better than daniel by leaps and bounds. Kudos. So we'll give you a B minus. I'll take that. I know you will. <laughs> All right. Time to kick it over to Strami for a look at what's available this week, what's on TV this week, all that good stuff. Strami, take it away. Hello there this week in Marvelites, Twimmies, Twimettes, Twimmers, Twim, Twimmerettes, Twim, Twim. That's all I got at the moment. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom, joined by my delightful intern, Christina Pham. Hello, everybody. Who is leaving us in a few days after a full year putting up with me. 
as my <laughs> intern. And congratulations on surviving that. Thank you very much. So, we are here from cold and cloudy and slightly rainy Los Angeles to bring you the latest in Marvel movies, TVs, games. You guys know the spiel. We've been doing this for more than a year. Beginning with what's available this week and was available this week in Marvel games is Avengers Initiative. Now, I know it's been available for quite a while, but here's the catch. It is now free for iOS devices in the iTunes store. So you can get the full game, download for free, onto your, you know, iPad, iThing, iPhone. iTouch. iTouch. I don't think it works iPad on the Mini. iTouch. Works on iPad. It works on iPad Mini. It works on the iPhone 4 and above. Um, so you can get that now, and it has both the Incredible Hulk and the Captain America episodes. And you can get the Captain America episode once you download the game and you collect ISO 8 in the game, and then you can use that ISO 8 to unlock the Captain America mission. And that pretty much covers everything that's available this week as... Well, we've got the holidays coming up, and things are sort of starting to wind down up until the new year, which we will, you know, launch into very shortly. So with that, I'll kick you back to New York, and we'll be back with you shortly. Wow, Strami, how do you do it? That's, I mean, just that, ugh, your Monday alone. Cowabunga. All right, so on to news. Ben, kick it off. All right, we have a lot of great new content on Marvel.com this week as it relates to our comics. We have tons of Marvel now, including Captain America, Enter Dimension Z, in which Jim Beard tours this new Arnim Zola-fueled dimension with Rick Remender. We have the Thunderbolts files, in which Tim Stevens and Daniel Way team up to give both psychiatric and tactical assessments of the new Thunderbolts teams. One of my personal favorites, the Thor God of Thunder sketchbook. We have exclusive pencil ink and color sketches by Asad Rabik with commentary by Jason Aaron that one's written by Tim O'Shea and it's gorgeous you need to check it out Morbius meet Michael Morbius is something Tim Stevens put together last week with Joe Keating basically just introducing the character of Morbius his supporting cast his setting all good stuff Cable and X-Force their rap sheets Brett White composed these spoke to Dennis Hopeless about each character in the Cable and X-Force series what we can expect from them Starting Tuesday for us, hopefully these will all be up by Thursday, we've got a great feature by Ryan Hopped on Uncanny X-Force, speaking to Sam Humphreys about how that team was pulled together. And finally, I spoke with Rick Remender about the new characters joining Uncanny Avengers, which is Wasp and Wonder Man this week. We're going to get to Sunfire next week. He had some really cool insight. We had four live blogs last week you can replay, which featured Jeff Loeb talking about Nova, Nick Spencer talking about Secret Avengers, Brian Michael Bendis, new father Brian Michael Bendis, talking about Uncanny X-Men, and then Rick Remender talking Uncanny Avengers. We had a story earlier this week unveiling the special anniversary cover to X-Factor number 250 by Clay Mann, featuring pretty much everyone who's been on every incarnation of X-Factor. Editor Daniel Ketchum took us behind the scenes on how that was created. And finally, we have a Sam Humphreys Q&A talking not only about Uncanny X-Force, which we already discussed earlier, but also what's coming up in Ultimate Comics Ultimates. So, ton of stuff to get you guys all primed and ready as we go into the holidays. Goodness gracious. All right. If you guys are Marvel Avengers Alliance players, they are running a 12 days of sweet Christmas sale right now with 50% off 
certain items they're bringing items back they're doing a whole bunch of different things they're not really messaging it very well other than saying hey this is happening but i, I can give these guys hell it's fine but it's really cool there's lots of stuff that you can have a second chance to get if you didn't get them the first time which has been annoying me in pvp because people have things that are good against my characters and it's frustrating it's frustrating we also unveiled that digital comics will be available on Amazon Kindle. Indeed we did. So that's about 100 titles or so? They're all uh, graphic novels. Graphic novels. Digital graphic novels, over 100 featuring all our big characters now available on the Amazon Kindle store. Terrific. The Now this is just for Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited subscribers out there. But if you are a subscriber, you can take part in the MDCU beta, the new comics reader is it, there's a, an option for you to check out the beta you can go into your account settings you'll see a bit in there about switching between back and forth between the old reader and the new reader really the the beta the new comics reader is great for mobile so if you want to read unlimited on the go on your ipad or your iphone whatever check this out it's really great and it's only available for subscribers but you know you can subscribe at any time on marvel.com really good check it out at Believe me when I say we have big things coming for Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. I posted a blog on my Marvel.com blog, marvel.com slash agent underscore M, uh, about Get Glue. We have an update about the comic stickers. We haven't posted any in a while, and that is because Get Glue is moving away from providing stickers for books and comics and anything that's really not a television show or a movie. It's unfortunate for us. Because we like doing those stickers. We like giving them to you every week. And I know a lot of you out there were checking in to get those stickers. But we'll go on. I'm trying to figure out a way around it. Try to find a new server. Something else that we can do to provide a similar idea. We'll see if that works out. If not, we had the good times of the old stickers. All right. Good times. Good times. All right. Marvel Heroes. Stuff happening this week. There was a live stream, which you can replay on Marvel.com, where they game spot. They hosted a live stream of a playthrough, and you got to see some insight into the game. And then this week we're having a live chat with Gazillion President and COO David Brevik. We're going to talk to him about all kinds of stuff. You guys, we're going to be answering questions. We're going to be giving out beta codes for Marvel Heroes, which I get asked about all the time. We're going to have tons of beta codes for that. Uh, And speaking of beta codes... Get your pens and pencils and everything ready. In three seconds or so, I'm going to give a beta code for Marvel Heroes, which you can... You can also just pause this, go you... get what you need, and then replay Shh, it. Don't, I'm don't, sorry, I'm don't sorry. Help yeah, them. Three seconds. Yes. It's a beta code. You go to marvelheroes.com and go to your go to redeem this. All right, the code is MRVL92AI6MWX. 3Y1Y. I'm not going to repeat it because you, you can rewind back. it. Just yeah. Rewind the thing. Yeah. Rewind it, pause it, do it, everything you want. I know it's good for a number of you, so you don't have to worry about being the first to get it, but it will only, it has a certain limitation to it. Try to get in as quick as you can. If you listen to this in like eight months, it probably won't. Yeah, that probably work. won't work. I know some people do that sometimes. Yeah. Yep. But feel free to listen to this in eight months. It's yeah. It's a great episode. This, was, uh, this has been a great episode. Yeah. I am posting this week a post on my Marvel.com blog about all the holiday cards that we're getting. I do this every year in the end of December. I've got a couple so far. More come in. I'll show them to you, but it's cool. There's just some from our different artists and even the, the official Marvel holiday card for this year. I'll be posting that at Marvel.com slash 
agent underscore M. Next week, teasing it a little bit, our episode of This Week in Marvel is going to be different. We're probably going to record it in a way that we can have Strami on the episode with us because we have fewer number of comics. So one thing I want you guys to do, listeners, tweet us your favorite book of the year. I want to know what your twim of the year was. We're going to talk about our twims of the year. We've had intern Tom go through every episode of the podcast, figure out what each of us chose as our favorites, and then we'll talk about those and talk about other stuff. Favorite highlights of of Marvel in 2012. We'll get to that. So it's going to be a, a, a bit of a best of for us, and look forward to it. It should be a different episode. All right, Mark, what do you got? Welcome back once more this week in Marvelites. This is, once again, Marvel.com assistant, Mark Strom, joined by... Christina Pham. My, my delightful intern, <laughs> who, again, will be leaving us after a... You're like a, you're like a little bird that I'm now, like, staying free into the wild. I think you're kicking me into the wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't do, like, the nice, like, parenting where I'm like, this is how you fly. I do you the just, parenting ooh. where I just sort of, like, kick you with my bird foot and you fall out of the nest and yes. you either fly on your own and figure it out or you don't. So there's that. We're here bringing you the latest in Marvel movie TV game, etc., etc., news, beginning with a bunch of stuff we have streaming right now on Marvel.com, including the third episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, in which Spider-Man and his friends, Nova, Power Man, White Tiger, and Iron Fist, take a little uh, trip to Latveria, which, as fans of the Marvel Universe will know, is not the best vacation spot, considering it's ruled by a tyrant named Doctor Doom. But they go there, they try and capture Doctor Doom to prove what great heroes they are. They manage to capture him, but things don't go exactly as they planned, as you might expect. We've also got some new Marvel mashups this week. We've been, of course, uploading them daily or almost daily for the past couple weeks now. We've got an X-Men episode. Features the X-Men from their appearance in Spider-Man and his amazing friends. We've got an episode starring Swarm coming up. Do you know who Swarm is, Christina? Swarm is a evil scientist made entirely out of bees. Ooh. Yeah. I think we are posting that one on Thursday. So if you're listening to this now, hopefully we will have Swarm up today. Or if you're listening to this when this goes live. And I don't know, we've got a bunch. What's been your favorite Marvel mashup so far? I don't know. I really like a lot a lot of them. Or most of the ones I've seen. They're really funny, so I can't really choose. Fine. I can't choose. Fine. I ask you to make a decision, and I this can't. is what They're, happens. They are just too good, so... All right, and then we've got the Marvel Kids holiday page on marvelkids.com right now, which you can visit by going to marvelkids.com slash holiday, and that will direct you right to the page. And we've got a ton of cool new activities there for you to check out. I highly recommend them if you have any kids who are, you know, interested in learning more about the Marvel Universe or just getting into it or, you know, they watch Ultimate Spider-Man or the Avengers or Mightiest Heroes or Iron Man Armored Adventures or the Superhero Squad show. This gives you a great way to introduce them to even more marvelous goodies 
See what I did there? I see. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, check that out right now, marvelkids.com slash holiday. And that pretty much covers everything for news this week. I'm not sure... I will be, no, I will not be speaking with y'all again before the holidays. In fact, I don't think I'll be speaking with you again until the new year. So, with that, I wish you a great weekend, a happy holiday, a happy new year, a happy next two weeks. I thank Christina Pham for joining me and for, once again, putting up with uh, (laughs) my insanity and my brutal demands as her overseer slash, you know, boss, I suppose, would be the polite way of... Uh, I think so. For, it's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I will speak to you all again in the new year. Bye. All right. Thank you, Mark. On to This Week in Marvel questions, comments, and all that good stuff. Use the hashtag This Week in Marvel to send us your questions and comments to be answered on a future episode, uh, whether it's about the podcast or Marvel in general. You could also tweet to at Agent M, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, and at Strami. First one is from at Alex Gimmel, tweeting, Having real Deadpool in my Avengers Alliance team makes the game even more fun. I gave in and I bought Deadpool this weekend. I sucked up the 135 command points it needed for that and bit the bullet. And he's super fun. I'm excited to see him as he levels up. I'm only on level 4 or 5 with him right now. So he's a lot of fun. I don't have that many command points. Well, boo-hoo. Another one from Alex tweets, Today I read Cable and X-Force based on the review from Agent M on This Week in Marvel. Hell yeah, Alex. I'm glad you read it and I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it. At Comics Raw, Eddie Blake tweets to Blake, Happy birthday, Blake. Hashtag unsung hero. It was Blake's birthday last week. He's not here today because he's sick. I don't know that he's an unsung hero. I feel like we sing about him plenty. Sure. But he's a hero. And wherever you are, Blake, wherever adventures you're in, know that Eddie Blake wishes you a happy birthday a week too late. Congratulations. Another one from Eddie Blake. Just wanted to remind you guys that I am loving every Marvel Now title. Keep it up. Thank you for the reminder, Eddie. That's awesome. We're, That's we're glad. fantastic. Keep picking them up. There's more to come. Some of the coolest stuff is still coming up. Young Avengers is still coming up. Superior Spider-Man. Oh, man. We've got New Avengers, which is going to be really cool. Oh, man. Uncanny X-Men is down the line. Really? Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy. Hot dog. Morbius. Kill. And here's a big thing. We still haven't announced them all yet. <gasps> we still have a couple more to announce. Yes. So there you go. At Darkhorn, Patrick Serevko. Hey guys, now that Xavier's dead, are there any plans to resurrect him in the future? (laughs) Yeah, see what we do is when a character dies, we immediately figure out how we can bring them back. No, he just died. Also, his brain is now in the Red Skull's brain body. He would just be a shambling body with no brain. I don't know if there's a term for that. It's not even a zombie really, because the zombies have their brains. They don't need them, though. So, in theory, they could be one. No, there are no plans to bring Xavier back. He's been dead for, like, a month. Uh, Five twim demerits, Patrick. Yeah, that was terrible. Will he come back someday? Who knows, man? It's comics. But, no, not in the near future. The stories right now are about how people are coping in a world without Charles Xavier. Enjoy. At Dirty Lash tweets to me that, Just read Avengers Arena. I love it. Twim of the week for me. Will hate to see people die. Plus, he's going to hate to see the characters die. But... Seeing Diamond Dallas Page pop up was a treat. Guys, Marvel AR, yeah. you need 
Marvel AR, the app. It's on Android. It's on iOS. It's free, and it's added value to all your con- comics content. And we give you a guide on Marvel.com every week of what you can find in each book. It's really cool. Diamond Dallas Page in our comics is a win for us. It's a win for America. He's, he's Yeah, it, America wins when Diamond Dallas Page is in our comics. And he'll be in more. Yeah. It's not over yet. There's uh-uh. more DDP in your future. Because he's awesome. He's fantastic. All right. At Drew Hamilton 1 tweets, What's the difference between Savage Wolverine and poor Paul Cornell's Wolverine series? Glad you asked, Drew. main difference is that they're... Two different series starring Wolverine. Savage Wolverine is written and drawn by Frank Cho for the first arc. It is set in the Savage Land. It's very much kind of off on its own adventure. Savage Wolverine is going to be kind of that kind of book where, you know, it's it's, it's almost like how Astonishing X-Men used to be back in the day where it's just like, all right, here's a creator with a cool idea for a Wolverine story. Go nuts. Paul Cornell's Wolverine story is more the, this is set in the Marvel Universe, this is what's going on series. That's not to say it's going to be populated by guest stars and everything else but it's kind of more the primary wolverine series to see him having adventures in new york city in and around there so they're just two different books with different feels to them hopefully try them both and like them both they'll definitely provide different things to the people who read them yeah great art that's going to really separate them they're totally different styles you got frank cho on savage you've got alan davis to start on um, wolverine i mean you can't go wrong yeah at all so stop thinking you can go wrong yeah true crazy at Faith Soprano tweets, I know it's never going to happen, but I would love to see Kid Loki as a playable character in Avengers Alliance. His moves could include a series of damaging, disabling spells and maybe a summon Thori ability that causes burning. That'd be Faith, a lot of fun. Faith, yeah, I, I don't want to say that it could never happen because yeah. we've got Anything can the Young Avengers series coming up. Yeah. Puts him in a quote-unquote hero role with right. this other team of young heroes. I don't think it'll happen, but I won't say it will never happen. Never say never with Avengers Alliance. we got freaking Tigra as a playable character. I was looking on, because I have a, a spreadsheet that is constantly updated that shows everything coming in the foreseeable future. It's through December 2013, and I was looking at some of the characters that are lined up. Good wow. Good Bananas. Good I am so excited. So excited. At Gigatoridor, Michael Timpe, to Ryan, why do I get matched with people who are 200 plus points ahead of me in Avengers Alliance PvP? That's nonsense. Michael, that's not nonsense. That is how you level up and you, you climb up the ranks best and quickest. Those matches where they're 200 points, whatever, ahead of you will get you significantly more points when you beat them. Just gotta be good, use your strategies, and kick their asses. Conversely, you will be matched against people who are 100, 200 points below you. Those will be probably easier battles for you and will also get you fewer points in in your climb up the the ladder. But if you lose, say, to the person who's 200 points above you, you will lose fewer points. So there's a balance to it. So the hope is that you will win those tough battles, get up, climb up further, faster. But if you lose them, you won't drop down as much. This PvP tournament round three is is different. They've changed the way all the armory and the characters and everything is balanced. So it's it's interesting. I, I got up really high really quickly, and I've been in that realm. I just have to keep my attacks up, and I think I'll be fine. But, you know, it, there's some people who you would expect to be higher who aren't. It's it's interesting. I'm, I'm liking this one. I want Psylocke, but I don't know that I'll be as fanatical about it at the end as I was for Cable. 
We'll see. A couple more Avengers Alliance tweets from, or not this one actually, at ImmortalThor99. Chris Vaughn, just a quick note to let you know the old digital comics you just announced in This Week in Marvel all feature the Guardians of the Galaxy early appearances. So that last week we were talking about some some classic books. We were all like, wow, these are on the app. and Or they were, yeah, they were on the app. So those have old Guardians appearances. Original Guardians. That's yeah. cool. Very Not cool. the same characters you'll see in the film, though. Right. If but that's... still very cool yeah, characters. So definitely. Check them out. Another one from Adam Mortal Thor 99 Wow, really? The Scroll of Angolob, a.k.a. Baloney, LMFAO. So Chris Vaughn is obviously a fan of the band LMFAO. And <laughs> What do they play? I think they are a pop, a pop outfit. Tom, Tom, you're young. Tom, you're a hipster. <laughs> that does not relate but <laughs> i know but i thought i just mentioned it we haven't yeah. mentioned it the entire episode yeah they're a a pop yeah. group what color they are, are broken up oh man what 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 popular single or ep or record would they have released <laughs> that we would know um that song about shuffling and how they do it every day uh, oh, every day. Party Rock Anthem is what it's called. That's LMFAO. They're broken up. They're broken up. did that song just come out? Yes. I don't know what any of this Tom, is. Tom, what color are your jeans today? I think that they're blue. No. No, but they're definitely gray. They're definitely gray. Again, Tom <laughs> wears gray jeans because that's what hipsters wear. Jeans that are gray. Because blue is just too mainstream. He I wears gray on the outside because gray is what he feels on the oh, inside. It's true. Wow. Nothing in there. Depressing as hell. <laughs> At Jedi Musketeer, great episode of The Watcher this week. Love Lorraine Sink's villain tea and killer stash from Blake Garris. Why was, wait, why was Blake on The Watcher? Here's what happened while you were out. They needed someone to explain live blogs, and they came to me and said, hey, do you want to explain live blogs? And I didn't. And then they were going to have Carrie do it, and Carrie had to do something. So they were like, what do we do? And I said, just have Blake do it. So that's the story. It was because I was uninterested and Carrie was busy. So basically, I should never be out of the office Pretty ever much. again. Pretty much. That's going to happen. Blake's going to end up in there. God. Algin, I can't say enough. Do not compliment Blake's mustache because that means he's just going to keep growing it. But great mustaches. Cody Rhodes of WWE. That's true. Cody Rhodes has a mustache that Blake can only dream of having someday. I only dream of having it. Oh, Everyone dreams so of that. Great. Cody's mustache, man. That's <sighs> it's ruling the world. All right. At Jeffrey Herbstid one tweets, I would like to get my girlfriend into comics. Which comics would you suggest? We've had this question before. Now, Jeffrey, just because she's your girlfriend mm-hmm. doesn't mean there's one set of comics that will appeal to her. I think you really need to hone in on what her tastes are. What kind of movies does she like? What kind of TV shows does she like? What kind of you know qualities does she like in a, in a heroic character? Because that mm-hmm. will really dictate what you like. Like, my wife likes Uncanny X-Force. She likes Amazing Spider-Man. She likes, a, you know, Thor. She likes all kinds of different things. And it's, it, she doesn't adhere to one sort of type of book or character. Right. We get this question a lot, and I think the question is basically, oh, what comics will a girl like? Well, all girls, all women are just as different as all men. So it doesn't have to do with, oh, this is a comic that universally anyone who is female will like. It's What's her taste? What is she like? Ryan said, "What are her interests?" Get us that information, and then maybe we can give you some some more help. Yeah, so right back to us again. Really hone in on on her taste because that that is what I always try to get to is yeah. what do you like? 
what are you into outside of this? And that'll help us find right. the right comics for that person. It's the same as just if a friend who or a guy were looking to get into comics, I wouldn't say, oh, go read this because that's something any guy would like. I'd say, well, what do you, what do you, what kind of movies do you like? Yeah. What kind of books do you like? Totally. At Lex Pendragon tweets, I just started Dark Avengers, another alternate universe. You guys should start numbering these or labeling them, I mean. Well, we do, technically. Sometimes. No, we did. There, here's the thing. If, it might not be labeled right at this very minute, but those guys who do the official handbooks, they will label it at some point. Oh, they cool. already have a number in their head. Because if you read those handbook entries, they will always say, oh, this is Earth number, whatever, whatever, whatever. So we don't have it handy, but those freaks know what's going on. And I say freaks as a compliment because yeah. they are incredible at what they do. Yeah. So we do number and label them. We just... There's so many of them that it's not really readily available. And those numbers... And we use weird numbers. Yeah. Those those <laughs> numbers are like... Those are for the hardcores. Yep. You start telling those numbers to a casual fan, and they're like, okay, cool, I don't want to read comics. You want to keep it as accessible, right. like, hey, this is an alternate universe, that's all you need to know. If you are the hardcore fan, you're going to get the, the handbook and you'll get that yeah. information. It's the reason I never say 616. I... No. If someone puts it in an article, like, often our creators will say 616 which is stop it marvel Slap universe their hands. no what i do is i just bracket it and change it to marvel universe yes because that is all it is very confusing yes another one from lex pendragon they should print a full comic miniseries for the plot of avengers alliance lex that is a terrific idea somewhere frank thierry just woke up <laughs> what in a in a pool of blood not his own <laughs> wondering what's going on well actually the avengers alliance writer is alex irvine he yeah. is the primary guy on that, that. doesn't mean frank no, didn't wake up in a not. pool of blood of somewhere not. i agree with you the you know what the, the interesting is we do have some of the comic book editors working with the writers and the crew behind all our marvel xp related games so that's avengers alliance avengers initiative Marvel War of Heroes, and I can't tell you the other games coming up, but we do have them all tied into a universe, and we are working, or I should say, they are working with comic book editorial to make sure that it makes sense, it's cohesive, and that these things happen, and yes, I think everybody involved wants to see comics. Whether or not that will happen remains to be seen, but that has definitely been discussed internally of, of hey, this is a cool idea. I'm not saying that it will ever happen, but you are a good-minded person. That is five twin points, Mr. Lex Pendragon. Yay. At Marvel Star 12, what do you suggest I do? I'm trying to get Valkyrie, but got stuck at win one PvP battle because PvP ended. That is actually a little bit of a confusion. I know there's, at some point when you're trying to get Valkyrie, they say you have to win five PvP battles or one PvP battle. You're probably thinking because the season ended, you can't do it. That's not the case. If they want you to win a PvP battle, you can do a practice battle yep. anytime, and that will count towards your spec op. Yep. So PvP is always available, whether it's in season or out of season. You can always play practice. You can always fulfill that goal. Bam. At Musings by Miriam to Blake, happy birthday from a stranger who listens to This Week in Marvel. Many happy returns of the day. Aw. That's kind of nice. That is really sweet. Did you guys say it was Blake's birthday last week? Is that why he's getting all these, or...? He probably noticed. tweeted about it being yeah. his birthday, the narcissist. I don't think he is. did. Really? He really didn't want people to know it was his birthday. Yeah, because so who probably, cares about birthdays? Birthdays so probably, is just like nothing. Yeah, you went on this rant earlier this week. You're, cre- you're creeping me out. I just don't um, care. No, Blake was very serious about it. Someone else probably wished him a happy birthday yeah. and this person saw it. All right, we're getting into at Ref Gemlin territory. Oh, this is nice. 
from at Ref Gemlin, a free Marvel Digital code for all new X-Men 3 as I had a spare. So, get those pens and pencils again. This is a digital code for all new X-Men number 3. T-M-M-5-8-R-H-8-J-N-B-B. Let the world enjoy. Hashtag Marvel now. Thank you, Robert. Feliz Navidad! At Ref Gemlin, almost forgot to say, loved the remainder loving in This Week in Marvel, number 56.5. Who is 56.5? Was that Brian Posehn? Maybe. Because they're Probably. buddies. That would make sense. Let's see. 58.5 was Jim Gaffigan. That went up today. 57.5 was Tig Notaro. That was last week. Yes, I believe it was Brian Posehn. Mm-hmm. Or some band. It's between those two. Sure. Another one from Ed Ref Gimlin. Question, will we ever find out more about the Iron Fist Phoenix from the past seen in New Avengers during AVX? No current plans that I know of. She's a very cool character. Yeah. We actually don't really know where Iron Fist is set to end up in Marvel now. So that's that's a question we need answered. And then after that, Agreed. maybe we'll we'll know more about that. Hopefully. Ed Ref Gimlin. Question, now that the Marvel AR app allows you to rate and share AR content, a nice feature would be credits to see who narrated, etc could be cool we'll pass that along to our ar people it's usually just jason harvey using a voice distorter so it doesn't sound like him <laughs> it's usually jason harvey or jesse falcon using a voice distorter. jason harvey is our video editor for marvel.com and jesse falcon is now director uh, of something yeah. for disney licensing who has been with marvel for about 20 years yep and he only looks 20 it's crazy he doesn't age he has a painting somewhere that looks terrible <laughs> another one from at ref gemlin that was a literary reference Boom, <laughs> at ref gemlin final one from him the graphics and animations in avengers initiative for the new captain america content are awesome folks gotta try this awesome yeah robert glad you're psyched on that i was having a conversation with one of the producers for avengers initiative a couple weeks ago and he was he was really psyched on on the Captain America stuff in initiative. And I think we're all agree. It's a big, it's a big step up from Hulk. The Hulk stuff was cool. And I think the Captain America stuff takes it to another level. And that's a free update, all new content. Once you have the game, that's just boom, that's yours. Enjoy it. You don't have to pay anything extra for it. So we're going to have more of that coming. If you have Avengers initiative, great. If you don't have it yet, know that you will pay price for one game and sort of get four episodes of that one game it's really cool it's it's something I'm, I'm very glad we're doing at then hammer tweets to us god avengers assemble number 10 this week but the digital copy code was missing what do i do this is something i get every once in a while so at then hammer you can tweet to me at agent m and i will give you you know some information but also you guys can email online support at marvel.com and drop my name in there. Drop Say, hey, Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, told me to email you guys. I'm missing this. If you don't hear back in a couple of days, you can then tweet me with your email address and your information. And I can follow up and walk over to the guy who handles these requests, some of the customer service stuff. I'll kick his chair and say, hey, get on this, Mark. This is your job. Fix this. <laughs> And then he'll fix it because he's very nice and he does it very quickly. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be spoken to. Like doesn't that. matter. <laughs> At Wolf Knight twenty six coming back to the party says, "All done with finals now. I can start tweeting to this week in Marvel again." Hashtag happy. Did you ever, did you ever stop? Yeah, we did you take we, last week off. Uh huh. All right, so, good for you, Ryan. Put yep. your education first. Let us know how you did on those finals. Yeah, let us know. Uh, I don't remember how grades are handed out. Do you get like a ninety or I don't know, something a, like well, that. my wife grades Pass, papers fail. and 
and stuff. And so hopefully you are better right. than some of her students. She was trying to explain it to me this weekend, and I it didn't. It's work. nuts. It didn't take. Yep. Another one from Matt Wolf, Night Twenty Six. He says Hercules is one of the few Marvel characters I don't know much about. So could you guys tell me more about him? Fun fact, Ryan, that not a lot of people know. Hercules, we actually didn't create. He is a character from Greek mythology. So there's that. But if you want to know more about the Marvel version of Hercules, I recommend picking up the entire run of Incredible Hercules by Greg Pak and Fred Van Lente. Get it in trade, get it in single issues, get it digitally. It's one of the most entertaining, fun series of the last few years. And over the course of that, even though they tell his adventures in the present, they flash back frequently to his past. You will get a great primer on Hercules, and you can really enjoy him in other books moving forward. That was a really terrific series. It really was. Yeah, yeah really love, enjoyed that. All right. Last one of the week is from at Xenosaurus. He tweets, best mug ever crafted. Mug organism designed only for coffee. Speaking okay. of the... Modoc mug, mug, which I have with me right now because I drink my water out of it. Yep. And it's big and it keeps the, so have you, the water nice and cold. Have you retired your Dr. Doom glass? I have. That's good because that was disgusting. Yeah. Because you never washed it and I, it was I washed like it every week. No, I don't believe that. Well, you don't have to believe it. I I'm going to not wash Modoc, though. Whatever. Deal with that, Ben. It's not my problem. It's Well, you sit next to me. Will be so eventually. Maybe it is. Nah, I don't think I can get whatever disease you get from that, but we'll see. You're no doctor. I'm no scientist. Yeah. You're going to get the diseases. Okay. Stay tuned, listeners. Yep. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to intern Tom on two semesters worth of interning. Great job, Tom. Thank we you. Really, we really do appreciate it. You survived. And before our next episode, it's going to be the holidays for a lot of people. So have a happy and safe holiday. Yes. And if you have been celebrating holidays, keep enjoying those holidays. Indeed. And if you're going to celebrate holidays past the next episode, no, whatever. Just ride just, the holiday train. Just, keep it going. Just enjoy, make up your own holidays. Yeah. Keep going. Do this it all week year in round. holidays. <gasps> this week in holidays. That should be the podcast that we do that's not Marvel related. Yeah. We're just talking about holidays that. that yeah, because we're experts on holidays. Money, what money, are money, you money, talking money, about? Money, 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 money. Oh my god! This week in holidays is trademark and copyright Ryan Panagos, 2012. Yeah, all rights reserved. Don't get D to do that because that's a sure way to lose a copyright. Mm, I'm as long as you take care of I yourself. I rank higher be than, than need be. So. All right, we're under an hour and a half without Stromy. Let's get out of here. <laughs> boom, boom! All right, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you Ben. Thank you Stromy. No thanks to Blake who's not here, but maybe thanks to him because I guess he'll be editing this. Eh, maybe or Jason thanks whatever to Jason. thanks awesome. to Tom thanks to everybody thanks guys be safe this holiday season this is Marvel your universe